Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? One of us had a book release this week. The other did not. Yeah, well, you know, can't win them all, Jonathan. I don't yeah, I know. know how to answer that. Well, uh, the funny yeah. thing is, next week I can start the show off with, one of us had a book release this week and it wasn't me. Right, right. So, um, Amy Whitfield, yeah, so, kind of a big deal, you know? Yeah. Well, devoted, devoted from Lifeway, the curriculum, which I had one lesson in, along with lots of other women, amazing, amazing women. Uh, yes, that released this week. And yeah, then amazing women um, and that one lady. Right. And then Women in Work <laughs> uh, releases, actually, I guess it's week after next. It's June 13th. It releases SBC. Oh, at the week, SBC annual meeting. At the SBC annual meeting. Which week. Amy so, will not be at. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, June's a fun month. Yeah, and it's a birthday month. It is. It is. One of us is getting older this month. We're not going to say how old. So It's um, okay. It's all right. You look good for 60. It's okay. Thanks, Jonathan. I I appreciate that. Now, I I need to clarify that or or clear up that misinformation, not 60, but we won't say what I am. Yeah, this is a big month and kind of an end of an era. Today, as oh, we yeah. record this on the, Friday, the last last day. The no, no, not just the last. I mean, last last day, but last day period to send yeah, a kid to school. Like it was kind of weird. I realized as uh, as Drew was getting ready to walk out the door, this is it. So he uh, he's this is was his last day of school, and. You know, he'll be in college and he's our youngest and that's, that's all folks. So kind of weird. And then we, we stopped him at the door and made him uh, take a picture. He looked thrilled by the way, to be taking and, that picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I dropped that into a group text that you were in that put his first day of school picture uh, when we, we were living in Tennessee at the time and then his last day of school picture and kind of kind of wild and yeah he wasn't real excited but kind of strange to think okay we're done with this season of life so big week all around seasons of change anyway that was the broadway the second time i've been like two weeks i've jumped into rent i don't know all right that's that's from our other episode this week in broadway with amy and jonathan Yes. Hey, on that, that actually theme, sounds like let, a delightful show. Yes, <laughs> delightful yes. podcast. We should do let, that. Let me just share one other thing that I was really proud of. So All last right. night, last night we went to his school's one act festival, uh, where the the kids in um, the drama department they write shows. So he wrote he wrote a show. He wrote a comedy, and it was about um, it was about films actually, and it was it, it was pretty cool. But he put he, he he gave tribute to me in the director's note in the program, which I didn't know that he had done. And it was like, I would like to thank my mom for uh, showing me, Tom, uh, introducing me to Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks is his favorite actor. And I thought, you know, if my kid is going to pay tribute to me somewhere, I feel like that's my speed that. You showed great. You showed you showed great movies to the kids or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty. I was yeah. just a little upset that he didn't say thanks to my mom, co-host of SPC this week, who showed me Forrest Gump. Uh, that's he's the kid that does not care at all about this. We've got one kid that pays attention to everything happening in the convention. The other kid says 
I just yeah. and that's why not care as less. a parent, you don't have favorite kids, but as your friend, I do. That's right. That's right. This is these are the ones that in in 2018, Mary was always in the meeting hall texting me from the seats. When are the uh, results coming back from whatever the latest ballot vote was? Try, keeping track of everything that was going on, getting there early. And meanwhile, Drew, we never saw him. And then people would come up to me and say, I think I saw your son in the hotel restaurant with a bucket of wings in front of him. I that mean, sounds delightful, want, by the way. He wants nothing to do with all that. And Mary uh, knows and keeps track of everything. So uh, all that to say, SBC this week was not going to make it into his tribute to me. Well. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the show at the end of this show, at the end of this episode. Uh, it's a little strange uh, sense, but it'll make sense at the end. But before we get into the news this week, which, Amy, there's not a lot of, we do want to thank our sponsors each and every week. The Baptist Press Newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. If you're looking to stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within the SBC, these weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. You can subscribe at baptistpress.com slash subscribe. That is baptistpress.com slash subscribe. You can sign up for those. We started last week in Fort Worth. We start again this week in Fort Worth, where they held their special called board meeting this week and passed four motions in response to some trustee claims. As you said, all we were able to to know last week was that a special call meeting would be happening via Zoom. Um, but then that took place on uh, Tuesday. And there were uh, and there were four motions that uh, came out. One was uh, just a motion to affirm the ongoing work to strengthen financial guardrails recommended by the task force to ensure greater accountability and oversight of the president and other senior administrators. This was a task force that had already been in place uh, to deal with uh, financial questions. And then it also uh, addressed some rumors that had been uh, floating out there and said that it repudiated those. And uh, we don't, I mean, there's not really a lot of information about those rumors, but just some references to them. Then there were three other motions that were uh, approved that one was to publish financials for the fiscal years 2003 to 2022 and examples of presidential expenses as generated by the task force review, then authorizing the publication of a response to the allegations made um, by some trustees. I think that that is a reference to the rumors. So I, I guess we will hear more about those when that response is published. Or, or this and might then, have been the response. I was unclear on that, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know then. Um, and so maybe that was the first motion. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. And then the officers of the board will conduct an investigation of possible misconduct by two trustees and will report back within 60 days. And those are trustees, Andrew Bunnell and Aaron Sliger. Um, so that's related to the rumors, uh, yeah. to the, the rumor reference. So there will be more coming on this, the financials that will be published um, the investigation of possible misconduct uh, with a report back within 60 days. I don't know if that report will be public or if it will just be given to the trustees. Not really sure. But uh, that that just means that this kind of moves the ball down the field in this discussion. But there will probably be more in this process. Yeah. 
So we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe a question or two about that at the annual meeting. Maybe some more information about that at the annual meeting. David Dockery and O.S. Hawkins, who the president and chancellor, respectively, at Southwestern, will be doing a Q&A at their luncheon. I doubt this type of stuff will be discussed in the Q&A, but you never know. Um, we'll see yeah. what happens at the convention and report back here and at Baptist Press. You can read the full statement that is linked at the Southwestern website over at Baptist Press. The link is in the show notes for that. So uh, that's kind of an update on last week's top story, which is also this week's top story. Uh, but that also brings us to a uh, kind of a celebration here in Nashville, where Lifeway opened their brand new teaming space, their office in the Maryland Farms area of Brentwood. Yeah, so we've been hearing about this for a little while when the building downtown was sold. So, you know, there's the building that you and I were in. Which is gone. Right. That's gone, gone, gone. Um, and then I guess you moved over to the newer building. Yes. But then that is now has now been sold. So that yes. building's still there, but it's not. So this is uh, another one. It's And it's a, a different kind of space that, uh, you know, fits a different kind of work culture in terms of remote work. And it looks like tons of studios and collaborative spaces, things like that, but but also a little smaller than what was downtown just because you have so many staff that don't uh, don't live locally anymore. Yeah. It's a very different, very different type of work environment. And so there's a, a the, there's a new space to accommodate that. It is an intentional move away from traditional corporate headquarters. So it's got flexibility and works to to be a place for collaboration. There is a virtual tour. It's just a quick sort of YouTube video where you can actually see some shots of what it looks like. And I've I've looked at that. It looks really cool. Yeah. So I've not been inside yet. So uh, maybe one day I'll get over there and Carol Pipes and I can take a walk through there. So she's a comms director and, and good friend of the pod over at yes. Lifeway. So lots of Absolutely. friends. Of the pod. Obviously lots of friends of pod, friends of the pod over at Lifeway. Yeah. And Maryland Farms is a very a nice area in terms of just with lots of things around, um, lots of mixed use yep. space. So yep. places to eat, places to to do whatever you need to do. Yep. So all right. Stuff. All right, uh, that brings us to the I hate we have to cover it part of the news this week, Amy. Right, but it's important to do it. It's important. So South Carolina youth pastor arrested after videotaping a woman showering. Actually got an update on this, Amy. He's also been charged with uh, voyeurism for recording girls in the church bathroom at the okay. church that he was at. Daniel Kellen Mayfield, 35-year-old former youth pastor, emphasis on the former, at First Baptist Church of Gowansville, South Carolina, which is in the upstate, uh, was arrested May 27th for videotaping a woman while she showered, as well as he's now, I think, going to be charged with other counts from what they have found uh, after they kind of searched his place. So there's an update there on that one. Yeah. And a yeah. uh, couple of stories. Well, I think there's a story coming Friday on Baptist Press about the update to this story. But then also a Miami pastor, former pastor now, has been sentenced to four years in a federal penitentiary for paycheck protection program fraud. Yikes. That's that's not good. <laughs> it's not. Uh, he, he filed false applications seeking COVID-19 relief for companies that did not exist. Okay. So started some fake companies to try to get PPP funds and got caught by the feds for bilking them of around a million dollars. And now he's going to jail for four years. So that is... Ellie Floridan, 
the pastor or former pastor at New Bethel Baptist in Miami. All right. Not the fun stories we like to cover here on the podcast, but important stories uh, nonetheless. But that is going to do it for the news, Amy, which is really odd. Like we're a week and a half out from the convention and the news is kind of slow. There's a lot of discussion about what's going on at the convention. There's just doesn't seem to be a lot of news about what's going on. Right, right. So, so let's, I mean, talk about that for a minute, that when we are covering these things, one of the challenges can be that lots of conversation can be happening out there and social media allows for that. But when you, when you go to cover news, it's a a little bit, it's a few more steps before something really elevates to that level, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the things have to happen, you know, just opinions aren't news and that's a good thing to remember. And uh, one of the things we try to stick to on this podcast, and as well as Baptist Press, is that we we stick to news. You know, try to keep it there. So, yeah, to to something official. Now, those yeah. conversations, those public conversations, may lead to actions that Absolutely. become official. And so, um, so it's it, it's it's tough because it does seem like, especially in these last few weeks, things really get ramped up. But it is interesting that we are having very slow news weeks, which is bizarre to me because a lot of times yes. the news weeks right before are very, very, yeah. Well, since this week is slow, let's find out what happened in the past this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1960, and this is kind of a follow-up on an earlier um, an earlier discussion where I had talked about the the exhibit hall having a a, a microfilm unit oh, where people yes. can bring their minutes. Yes. Do we All have right. we have so, we have an update? So in 1960, they actually did a story after the annual meeting to wow. tell how it went. So I'm here to give a new uh n- new new piece of information. So in the 1960 Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting. In Miami Beach, Florida, they came back and and gave the um gave the the update on June third that they photographed seven thousand six hundred fifteen pages of church minutes, state Baptist board minutes, and early newspaper copies. They reported church minutes from Mississippi, Virginia, Florida, and Georgia. They completed the the photography there, the microfilming. They are in Miami, return the books to the churches so that they worked really hard. They got it all done. People brought in their paper books and then um, and then they got them back at the meeting. They also filmed all the minutes of the Florida Baptist Convention Board of Missions from 1953 to 1960, as well as copies of the oldest Baptist paper in Mississippi. Church minutes, in some cases, dated back as far as the Civil War. Wow. Well, look at the so, luminary, the the Watchman religious luminary, that old paper yeah. that was in Natchez, eighteen thirty six to eighteen thirty seven. Yeah, so it wow. was it was successful. It was a successful operation. You know, the crazy thing is, you don't have to have that at the annual meeting anymore because if I want to uh, take church minutes, I just open up a Google Doc and <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, uh, very different, very different thing now. But I wanted to just come back and um, uh, close the loop on that. That they did indeed microfilm minutes, over seventy six hundred pages of it in one annual meeting, and uh, quite a quite a task there 
And uh, we got those details this week in SBC history. In a week and a half, I am going to go by the Southern Baptist Historical Library and Archives booth at the annual meeting because they have one. And I'm going to ask to see the microfilm unit and see if see if Taffy whips it out this year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, I don't know. I doubt I doubt she's going to have the microfilm unit there. Probably but you not. never know. You never Probably know. Not. You never know. All right. That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is Mission Dignity Sunday, which is coming up at the end of June. You can find out more about Mission Dignity Sunday and how your church can participate over at mdsunday.org. This is a, obviously a, a vital ministry from Guidestone where they provide assistance to more than 2,800 individuals every year and give them the extra money needed for housing, food, and vital medications. It also does so with dignity. So a, a very good and important ministry of Southern Baptists and by Southern Baptists over at Guidestone Mission Dignity Sunday. That's June 25th this year. So June 25th, week after Father's Day, is Mission Dignity Sunday. Amy, your resource of the week is? All right. So I needed a break from our sort of standard, like lead it to annual meeting theme stuff. And I needed to share about a new book that I just learned about that I'm going to order. It's called Untold Power, and it is a new biography of Edith Wilson. Oh, so our former president. That's right. The subtitle is The Fascinating Rise and Complex Legacy of First Lady Edith Wilson, which a complex Put legacy complex legacy is. in air quotes because it's like yeah. coup d'etat in air quotes. Yes. That's what it should say. Yes. Yeah. So if you this don't is, know if you don't know, folks, Edith Wilson was a president. That's that's right. We do think there are some constitutional violations that happen there. So a uh, quick rundown. Edith Wilson was the second wife of President Woodrow Wilson. Um, he lost his first wife while he was president. Ellen Wilson. I didn't died realize that. And, that she died yeah. during presidency. <laughs> she died during the presidency. So he actually like dated Edith Wilson as the president. And um, they yeah, probably courted. Courted. Yes. And married her. And Edith Wilson, um, she was born in Withville, Virginia. Um, I have. It's been- like that Michael Douglas movie. That's yes, yes, like the American president. And actually, there's reference to that in the uh, yeah. he talks about that. Yeah. The character talks about it. anyway. So she grew up in Appalachia, a uh, very interesting, you know, beginnings to what where she ended up. And she was a, a DC socialite. But anyway, when they marry, when Woodrow Wilson had his stroke, there is a lot of historical speculation that he became incapacitated and uh, she kind of did not let a lot of people see him. And so there's a lot of question about things that he supposedly signed, decisions he supposedly made um, that she spoiler alert, it was her doing it, that she was actually doing it. So anyway, um, I our have first several, female president, Edith Wilson. Right, so I have several uh, biographies of her already, but this one um, looks really good. So Untold Power, the Fascinating Rise and Complex Legacy of First Lady Edith Wilson. Um, learned about that one this morning. It just came out a couple months ago, but I am going to order it. Very excited. And uh, just thought I'd throw a, throw a little bit of a different, you know, different subject. That's really not that different for you. I just want to throw that out there. No, but in the lead up to the annual meeting, it's like all convention all the time. And I just thought I'm going to, I'm going to bring my other hobby in here. So. Yeah, of course. All right. That's our resources of the week. I kind of alluded to it earlier, a little chat about the show here. Amy, this is the start of year nine. Yeah, it is. It is. We've been doing this eight years. Crazy. Kind of weird. Every yeah. week, except for those weeks I took off. Yeah, every week. And most weeks on Friday, except for last week. 
So right. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that was a, a little bit of a, a downer last week to Miss Friday, but um, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. Eight years. We're wrapping up, starting year nine with this episode, and I just wanted to say thank you, uh, Amy. You, you ran into a a worker overseas the That's other day. Right. That's right. And it reminded you kind of why we do this and and what we're doing this for and who we're doing it for, right? Yeah. And um, one of the things that I love is to hear that, to hear about some of our, our folks who are overseas um, that listen to this, because what what you hear is that, you know, for a lot of the listeners here stateside, it, it, it can be kind of about trying to keep up, staying engaged in the process almost like armchair, what's going on, you know, in the political things or whatever. But I get the sense that for those who are overseas, they they need to know that uh, people are holding the rope. And when we share what's happening, that's one way that, that they're able to, to hear that. And so uh, that was a very meaningful conversation for me. Yeah. Very meaningful yeah. uh, for with my, my new friend, so, uh, and it's good for us to remember back here that that is why we cooperate is uh, to hold the rope. Yeah. Why your church gives to the cooperative program, why it gives to Lottie and Annie, why we do what we do as Southern Baptist is not for us, right? Right. It's even also why we participate in the annual meeting. Yeah. It is because this is a family of churches that have come together to say we can do more together than we can do apart. And um, we are holding the rope together for those on the other side who are giving their lives. Yes. And uh, so I think that's important to remember as we think about why we have been doing this for eight years. I also think it's important to remember going into the next couple of weeks because it can be pretty easy to get into the intrigue and the drama of all of it and to miss the actual why we don't do this to win something we do this to give something and on that note amy i'll see you next week see you next week 